Welcome to season two of the Asian American Brainstorm podcast. Lisa, Robin, and I are super excited to keep sharing the stories of the Asian American experience. This season, we're pivoting our focus. Instead of strictly bringing you stories of historical Asian Americans, we are also incorporating some analysis of AAPI media, discussions of general trends in our culture, and more. Our goal is to lend a fun, more casual atmosphere to our conversations while still giving light to the AAPI experience. We're going to start with a dive into Disney movies, beginning with some live-action remakes of movies that nobody really asked for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for this particular episode, we looked into Mulan and Aladdin, both the originals and the uh, live-action remakes. So, Adiba, I know you've watched both the original Mulan and the live-action Mulan. Just in like a few sentences, could you tell me what your thoughts were on both movies? Uh, if you liked them, if you like weren't so crazy about them, and just like the differences between the two. That's a great question, Lisa. I think Mulan and Aladdin are two of the most controversial Disney movies. So just to sum it up, I would say I love the original Mulan. The live-action one, not so much. And then for Aladdin, I would say not so much like the original, but love the live action. Interesting. I'm a big fan of the original Mulan. I think it was definitely up there in the favorite Disney princess movies. And then for the live action, I also wasn't super crazy about it. For Aladdin, I think that I did enjoy some of the Robin Williams bits from the original movie and I think there are definitely things there that did not age well, and I guess is the best way to put it. The live action I did like in in certain aspects, in some ways better than the original, but those are kind of like my surface level thoughts. Since I did a bunch of research into Mulan, I think we should probably start with that movie and kind of do a little bit of a deep dive of some of the differences between the two films. Between Aladdin and Mulan, I feel like Mulan is more different between the remake and the original versus Aladdin. I kind of agree. The thing that I noticed about it was that it had a very American, almost like capitalist message to it. Starts as your kind of like everyday girl. I feel like she is quite relatable. You know, she's like writing down her notes for all the things she has to remember for her like test, which is basically to get her matched as a bride to a husband to bring honor to her family. She's trying to take care of her family and she's like devoted to that. But she also has this urge to want to discover herself in like the ways in which she really can live up to her true potential. And that in and of itself, I think, is a kind of individualist and very American ideal. As the movie goes along, she works hard. And in part, I think it's because of her cleverness. She's pretty clever as a character. For example, she thinks about there's a test where she's training to get military readiness and she is the only one in her camp that figures out about crossing these different metals to climb up this wooden pole, which was like a very key test uh, to prove that she was worthy of being a warrior. And another thing is that um, during the, of course, huge Hun battle, she was the one who thought of pointing her missile weapon you know it's it's obviously like more antiquated than like what we think of now as a missile but it's it functions similarly but she points that at a mountain and causes an avalanche killing the hun army even though they were 
terribly outnumbered. And so she does have this cleverness to her, but she, in many ways, again, seems more relatable and through a lot of hard work, she works her way up and becomes this great warrior. So that is a little bit, I think, in contrast with some of the messaging from the live action remake. I know with the live action remake, they were really trying to gear towards the Chinese audience. They really wanted China to like this movie. Went big on kind of this message of, you know, duty to your country comes before anything else. And that Mulan in that movie is very loyal to her country. That's a really good point. It's something I didn't think about. The part where you brought up how the original is geared more towards the American dream and then the live action was more towards Chinese audience. And I'm, I'm, now it's piecing together in my head. It's interesting because like, I like the messaging from the original movie, but I also feel like I grew up in America, so maybe that influences me or biases me in some way. Do you know what I'm saying? I was also going to say that I love the original storyline, and I wonder if it's just the way we were brought up. Yeah, I, I definitely think that has something to do with it. I also think that it ended up that this movie actually didn't, the live action remake, didn't do super well in China. I think it's because they were trying to balance the original that, again, has this very individualist message with this live action remake where they're trying to gear more towards China's values. They have this change where they, you know, make her very, very loyal to her country above all else, even when everybody else abandons her, she still has her country. However, there's a couple of differences. The first thing is that she's kind of essentially a superhuman at the beginning of the movie. The American message of like, pull yourself up from your bootstraps is definitely in the original versus this one where she's like already just, uh, again, already like saving or like chasing after chickens, but also like completely physically impossible acrobatics, you know? Yeah, she was like running on the roofs and all. I think her dad was training her since she was a kid. She's already like well suited for this role, whereas Mulan, I mean, that is where she ultimately finds that she belongs, like being part of the military in the original. She doesn't necessarily start out as like this awesome warrior type. In the Chinese version, they were trying to balance the collectivist culture message where she's loyal to her country. There's like duty to family and that's all well and good. But then there's she's also trying to balance that with this like, I have to reveal myself as a woman. I think logically it's, it's interesting because they try to go with this message of like pretending to be someone you're not makes you weaker. That's their whole philosophy in that film. Yeah, it was. The chi was very emphasized. That's what they tried to play in the movie. For me, at least, I think just comparing the two, it didn't quite make sense to me. It didn't quite click. And I think that might have been the way that some other people felt too. That also is just me. In terms of things that I did like about the live action remake, there was this extra character in the live action remake. She was a witch. And so her and Mulan were having this character conflict and resolution. That kind of interaction was nice. In the main original movie, she's just kind of like with the guys the whole time. I don't think she talks to like any female characters outside of her mom and her grandma. So it was nice to see like a little bit more complex female to female character interaction. But there are also things I did not like about this movie. Like other than the messaging not quite hitting me in the, the right way, I also didn't like again she was already superhuman so she was kind of unrelatable to me like i feel like if i worked hard enough 
I could be Mulan. I think that's how a lot of little girls feel when they watch the original movie. That's not how I feel when I watch the live action. She was clearly some like exceptional superhuman, essentially, you know? There's just not... It's, it's missing the singing, and it's missing the humor. Oh my god, I missed that part so much. Yeah, that part's like a real bummer <laughs> for me when I was watching it. When I watched the live action, I was like, this would have been a great standalone movie. Like, if I had never seen the original animated Mulan, like, maybe I would have liked it more. But I think just constantly comparing it and seeing the things that were changed, some good, some, some things we missed, was tough. Definitely. The other thing that was interesting was that there was still criticism because even though they, the things that were thought to potentially be problematic was, I guess, the Li Shang and Mulan romance was considered to be like a boss employee relationship. And so that had like some moral complexities to it. Uh, the other thing was that some of the Eddie Murphy humor was a little, I guess, stereotypical for the lack of a better term. I don't know that anything was outright offensive, of course, but like specifically there was like comments about like very Chinese American food in, in relating that back to some kind of humor when it's not really like Chinese food in the way that you think of it in China. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And then, of course, the Huns in the movie were definitely kind of dehumanized. Like, they all had gray skin. Technically, the Huns would have been from Mongolia. Dehumanization of any race is not a good idea, you know? So in the live-action movie, none of that was present. They got rid of all the humor. They got rid of the dehumanization of the Huns. They named them the Rorans. The way that they executed it with the messaging. Now... You have to consider the Chinese market also didn't like the first movie. It's also to be expected, kind of, given like all of the American messaging that was in the first movie. Whereas this one, they were really trying and they kind of just failed. The other benefit of the live action is that it's more faithful to the original legend. Mulan was actually originally documented in a folk song that was thought to have originated from the Northern Wei Dynasty which is like the third or fourth century. And it's unclear whether Mulan was ever a real person or not. The interesting thing is that the Northern Wei Dynasty, which eventually became part of China, was actually founded by nomadic Mongolian people, (laughs) which I thought was very funny because it's like they're just kind of fighting part of their own people in a sense, you know, um, in this like legend. But anyways, they they were originally founded by this nomadic Mongolian people called the Touba. And it's only because of the fact that these people eventually became a part of China that the legend became associated with China. In the original song, Emperor calls everyone to a war with a northern region of Roran people. And you'll notice that that name matches what's in the live action movie. Mulan disguises herself as a man because she has no other siblings to really go for her and she doesn't want her dad, her elderly dad, to go. She fights with the rest of the military for 12 years in the legend. She does so well that the emperor himself asks her to become one of his guardsmen. Uh, Rather than accepting, she asks to go home so she can see her family again. Once she gets home, she reveals her true self which ends up shocking everybody in the village. The ending kind of analogy in the song is that, after all, when two hairs run together, how can you tell the female from the male? 
So like two rabbits, basically. There's a scene in the live action at the beginning that I was very confused by when I first watched it, that now I understand. It was like she was on her horse. She sees two hares running together side by side in a field. And then she says to her family, oh, I'll have to look later and see if I can tell the female from the male. <laughs> and they never come back to it in the movie. <laughs> They're just like, that's it. And then now it makes sense to me why that was there in the first place. Ah, oh, so people who knew the original story. You know, in some ways, I do believe that the live action was, it was kind of nice that they were trying to tie it more faithfully back to the original legend. I just felt like between trying to tie it back to the original movie and trying to, again, cater to this audience, they really kind of half-heartedly went in either direction and didn't really make a bold move. And in so, nobody really enjoyed the movie. That's my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely agree. I feel like there were some things that were better, but then as a result of that, some things were taken out that I'm like, okay, I see why you did that, but maybe you should have. I just really missed the singing and dancing. Right. I feel like I, that's what I associate with Disney princess movies, the singing and the dancing and the the music that you'll remember years from now and will randomly pop in your head at like <laughs> a random moment. That's so true. There's rarely a Disney movie, like the really popular ones, that isn't a musical. That's Mulan in a nutshell, <laughs> the live action and the original. I'm so glad we had the discussion. So some of the things you talked about, Lisa, are going to overlap with Aladdin and then something slightly different. So now it's your turn. How did you feel about Aladdin? Original and live action? So for the original, I rewatched it recently. I think I'd watched it a few times growing up and I had been well, many years since I'd watched it and definitely thought there was entertaining parts. I liked Robin Williams' exchanges, but at the end of the day, I definitely realized like, there were moments when I was like cringing watching the movie. <laughs> so um, there were definitely some things that didn't age super well. Live action, I watched like a couple years ago when it came out. In fact, did we watch it together? Oh, we did watch it together in person. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I, I like the live action remake. I, I really didn't have any issues with it. I thought it was a good movie. Awesome. I'm excited to kind of dive into it. I'll start with the story origins. So Aladdin is part of a centuries old stories within a story called The Thousand and One Nights, also known as The Arabian Nights. A question asked a lot when the animated and live action Disney movies were made. Is Aladdin supposed to be Middle Eastern or South Asian? So dating back as far as the 10th century AD, these tales have origins in North Africa, Arab, Turkish, Persian, Indian, and East Asian cultures. The stories kind of circulated for centuries with new folk tales and changes being added to the mix over the years. And over time, things change. Like, for example, the Sultan's daughter is called Badr al-Budur in the original story, not Jasmine. And illustrations of the tales from the Victorian era depict the story and its characters as Chinese. So really, we don't have a clear answer to this question. That's really interesting. You know, I wasn't expecting China to come into this at all. <laughs> Me either. I thought it was, okay, it's either a Middle Eastern country or a South Asian country. And I think both were trying to claim Aladdin, especially when the live action came out. 
Yeah, you know, in some ways, I do think it's kind of nice that it's vague because it does open it up to some more people, again, kind of seeing representation, even if that representation is a little bit less of a clear, like, parallel. They clear it up a little bit in the live action, but in the original, we're all pretty confused. I think the best way to approach it is just a people of color movie. So the original comes out in 1982. And since it's the first, did Aladdin come out before Mulan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mulan was the mid-90s. Ah, okay. That makes sense because, of course, the first people of color movie that Disney comes up with doesn't go well the first time. I believe everyone involved in the movie was white. So there were a lot of Middle Eastern, South Asian stereotypes. The outfits that Jasmine and Aladdin wore weren't very appropriate. Not really sure how they got away with that. Jasmine was... Basically, she didn't really have an empowering role. She just had to be married off by the age of 18. Yeah, that whole thing, it kind of goes back to the, for better or worse, like, fetishization of, like, Asian or AAPI cultures. And I think some of that also ties back to this romanticization of the Middle East as well by, like, 1950s America. And I think some of that seems to be, like, still in this, uh, this movie, even though it's from the 80s. So true. A lot of the lyrics didn't age well. There was like one line about cutting off a nose and just very, I'm sure you've all, I think most of us have heard the lyrics to Aladdin songs and it just didn't age well. Except for the main characters, all the side characters had really thick accents, which didn't really make sense. Yeah, that, that rose me the wrong way because it's just, I feel like it's subtly hinting that people with accents are lesser than or, or you know. That's what I thought, yeah. And then in 2019, the live action comes out. We'll talk about before it premiered. So Disney dropped a trailer, and people were not very happy with that. How did you feel about CGI Blue Will Smith Genie? Uh, <laughs> I mostly just thought it was funny. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, when it first came out, I think they fixed it actually, like made it a little bit better. But I remember it was just, it was basically a meme when it first came out. Disney also, there were some accusations online about how Disney was having a hard time finding a role for Jasmine because they said, oh, it's just so hard to find someone with Middle Eastern and South Asian background who can sing, dance, and act. And everybody from the Middle East and South Asia were like, have you seen Bollywood? Have you seen our movies? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not really sure what the problem was there. But they were upset about, once again, like, who does the story belong to? So there were a lot of people of Middle Eastern background who felt like, oh, Jasmine needed to also be, like, it should have been an Arab actress. And I think they, they wanted to cater to that vagueness. Like, they, they were like, okay, Aladdin will be, I think, an Egyptian actor. Jasmine was played by a half-white and half-Indian actress. And then some of the side characters were also played by Arab actors and actresses. So I think they did a pretty good job in keeping it vague. Yeah. I didn't have any, you know, particular... Again, it was vague to the point where I didn't notice anything myself of like, oh, everybody is of one particular ethnicity or, you know, to that effect. There's one more, I guess, criticism, and then we'll get to the things that were kind of went a little better. But people saw that there was like a Prince Anders, so a white prince added to the story, and they were really upset at that. 
You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I don't really remember that from the movie. I mean, it's been like over a year since I've seen seen the live action remake. So hearing about it was worse than when it was actually in the movie. I think people were like, oh my God, why are they adding a white prince? This is going to be a very whitewashed movie. But then when you see the movie, he's only there for like five, 10 minutes. And what Disney said was, yes, we added that, but we also added. So in the original movie, there's really no, besides Jasmine, there's no main female characters. Like Jasmine has his handmaid and she's like finally another female character. So I think their claim was like, yes, we added a white character, but we also added another like Arab character. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty interesting. Other things they fixed were any problematic lyrics was pretty much changed. And my favorite part about the live action was that Jasmine, like she wants to rule Agrabah. And that was really great because she didn't really have like, she barely had her own personality in the original movie. And it makes sense now because in the original, like Aladdin basically becomes prince because he married Jasmine, but he wasn't really like somebody who could rule no, he just wanted Jasmine. He didn't want to rule. <laughs> exactly. Like, he did not have the credentials. <laughs> oh, another thing in the original story. Apparently, Aladdin is, like, wealthy in some of the original stories, but in Disney decided to go where we're going to make him, like, poor and an orphan. So that, that's interesting how they really changed a lot of things just to kind of come up with this fictional story. That is interesting. Yeah. I definitely think you're more sympathetic to him as, yeah, yeah and somebody who kind of, like starts out in, you know, a place of suffering in some ways. Yeah, I guess they wanted to show um, both characters having their struggles. Aladdin didn't have the credentials, but in the live action, like Jasmine definitely did. Really, the problem was more of just like they didn't want, they never had a woman rule the country. So that was super cool to see her dad at the end of the movie giving her permission to marry Aladdin and then she rules the country. So I really love the live action. I didn't really have any complaints. I kind of think that maybe maybe all the like people being upset when things were dropping, like trailers and all, I think Disney did a good job of addressing that. I think that the live action of, of Aladdin overall was definitely an improvement off of the original. I still like the original Mulan better. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do kind of see some of the points that they were going for with this being more faithful to the original tale just trying to be less problematic like there was they fixed the issue with the huns and they involved a lot more aapi actors now the criticism still and i i don't know if this is a criticism for aladdin i'd be curious to see if it was i heard that there was some criticism for mulan the live action just that even though they'd made leaps and bounds in terms of actually employing aapi actors they didn't have a ton of people in the writing room all I know is that they got more people of color involved, but otherwise, I'm not sure. That's definitely something I need to look into. They are making plans for a sequel, and I'm like, once again, something that nobody really asked for. Are they going to try to make it align with the like animation sequel, or like, are they going to go somewhere different altogether? I'm not really sure. I don't know if you've ever watched the sequels, but like, I don't remember much from them. I know one had to do with Jafar. Yeah, I, I haven't watched any of the Aladdin sequels. I did watch the Mulan sequel a couple of times growing up. Oh, I forgot about the Mulan sequel. <laughs> See, like, these are all sequels. Aladdin and Mulan have one thing in common. Their sequels were not big hits. Like, everyone forgets they were there. Yeah, they were just going for more cash again. <laughs> exactly. And usually you can tell that the animation in those movies isn't quite as good as the originals either. <laughs> the budget was lower. 
The budget was lower, yeah. I think the second one, if I remember, the storyline was that it was the three warriors, the three side characters from Mulan, and them kind of like, spoiler alert, <laughs> falling in love with these three princesses that were going to be, interestingly enough, married off in a political marriage to somebody else. Oh my goodness. Definitely some interesting elements to that, you know? <laughs> Maybe some that didn't age right well. Oh, man. Lisa and I are both, we're pretty big Disney fans, so we love you, Disney, but please get enough people in the writing room when you make the next couple of movies. Yeah, I mean, that really is the key. Because I think when you're an actor and you sign on, like, you already signed on to the, you signed a contract. I'm sure you could say something it was like, but I just like no guarantee that anybody would take your advice. Exactly. Most of the writing has been done. Maybe if the directors are nice, they'll change one or two things. But otherwise, it's kind of already been done. It's really in that writing room where you need more AAPI voices. There's definitely been improvement. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the future. Me too. That's it for our Disney dive today. Thanks for listening. And until our next topic, subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like to read personal stories from the Asian American community or submit your own, visit our website www.whereimreallyfrom.com.